Welcome to Beyond Bite Wings, the business side of dentistry, brought to you by Edwards & Associates PC. Join us as we discuss how to build your dental practice, optimize your income, and plan for your future. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Edwards & Associates PC is not rendering legal, accounting, or professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information that is shared. At Edwards & Associates PC, our business is the business of dentistry. For help or more information, visit our website at enassociates.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond Bite Wings. In today's episode, we will be talking with a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Ann White. She's currently a dentist serving in the Houston community. She has a practice called Dental Domain, which is in Stafford, Texas. Of course, the practice is still fairly new. It's about three years old, but she has been in the dental field for quite some time. And the reason why we've decided to do an episode with her is because we want to talk more about the journey of a dentist, you know, regardless of your race, creed, where you come from, and what unique struggles that may come upon you and how you address them. And to also let some of our listeners know that sometimes some of these struggles are not just something that you are facing yourself or the fact that some of these struggles can be overcome. So without further ado, welcome, Dr. Ann White. Hi, thanks, Ash. So how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, pretty good. I feel like that intro was... I think spot on the nail on on in terms of struggle. Really? <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> what kind of guests you normally have, but struggle is probably pretty good for me. I mean, I will say this is I think I've come to a point where the struggle is almost sort of part of the process. And I think, I think it's one of those things where you find that, if you can't enjoy the journey, then you're never really going to enjoy any kind of end destination, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's, at least for me, that's kind of what I feel like the point in my career that I'm at is I wouldn't say that I'm any kind of, you know, example to behold, but I do feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm actually happy and I don't know, I guess for me, at least that's, sort of my only ever goal that I've ever had is how do I be happy? Right, <laughs> and I think right. I've, I've gotten to that point. Wow. That's actually amazing. And I know happiness is very subjective, you know, you know, something that can make me happy does not necessarily have to make you happy, but being able to figure out what makes you happy and to be able to acknowledge that that says a lot, especially if yeah, you I mean, I, a lot of things on your plate. Yes. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, but I will also say that I don't know that happiness is necessarily just one stagnant point, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I think, at least for me personally, I also think it's one of those like, okay, I accept that there are things that are not going to be perfect, mm -hmm. but that I can step outside of my myself enough to realize that I, I do have it pretty good. You know, I mean, so I... I'm kind of in control of my own destiny. I have my own practice. I 
can pick who I want to be around at home and at work. And I think also even almost in terms of patients too, you know, who I work with at the office, not only as a team, but in terms of who I work with in terms of patients as well. So I think for me, at least happiness comes from being able to to have a little bit of control in terms of, of those areas of my life, but also just realizing like, okay, like, you know, sometimes things don't go this perfectly, but that's okay. And, you know, kind of be able to laugh at yourself for that. (laughs) Right, right, right. No, I agree. And, you know, I also feel like there's a sense of appreciativeness from you when I'm listening to you describe what happiness is for you and how you look at it and, you know, overall your life is. And, you know, something from my experience that I've drawn is that people like you who can acknowledge their happiness or their present, they draw a reference from sometime in their past or something that they're comparing to that, okay, this is what it used to be, but look at me, I've come far and I'm not going to take this for granted. So, you know, to give our audience more context, would you mind sharing a little bit of your origin story with us? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I I grew up in Houston, but my parents are originally from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So my, both my parents, they, so when Ho Chi Minh City, which used to be called Saigon, um, basically was, uh, came under control of the communists. Um, That happened in 1975. And Mm -hmm. then my parents um, weren't able to leave until 1980. They both both basically had to um, escape the communist regime. Funnily enough, that's actually a kind of side project of mine. I haven't quite finished, but one of the projects that I have in my brain is, is I would really like to kind of capture my mother's story because it is very pretty unique. And I think it I, I, val- I highly value it, and I think it's something that is going to be important that I would like to pass on to my children is, is like, hey, like life isn't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns and, mm-hmm. you know, things can be hard, but it is also one of those things that's hard because you want your kids to to not have everything too easy, but then you also don't want them to struggle. <laughs> that right. makes any sense. Right. You know, it does. Um, yeah. I guess I'm. I'm, I'm a pretty new mom, but it's definitely something I'm thinking about all the time is, is I want them to be able to work through challenges and be able to overcome anything that they come up against. But at the same time, I don't want them to have to, you know, right, be right, right. in dire straits, you know. <laughs> I agree, yeah. And <laughs> so in I some think, way, yeah, you're yeah, normalizing the struggle story, yeah, of your mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, giving them that, that story can hopefully help the, to center them because I do think having the correct perspective of like, mm-hmm. you know, just because I have all these things in this easy life that it's not necessarily always that way. Mm-hmm. But in any case, my parents, they actually ended up in a refugee camp in Thailand mm-hmm. and from there then ended up coming to the U.S. through one of the sponsorship programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, my parents came with nothing, basically. Uh, started wow. from literally the bottom, I guess. Yeah. My my mom was a, a draft person for an oil company. Luckily, she did have a pretty good grasp of the English language. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up in Vietnam, she was taking English classes, and she was planning on being a linguistics teacher after college. I see. But she left right about when she was about to graduate from college. So my dad kind of the same. And so, so yeah, my, my dad ended up 
he's always fancied himself a businessman. And so uh-huh. he ended up buying a laundromat. And so I think my, my entrepreneurial spirit probably comes from him. Uh-huh. But then they ended up selling the business in order for my mom to go back to school. And she ended up going back to school wow. for nursing when she was, I, I believe it was, she was in her early 40s. So it was kind of later on in life, but they took a chance. And that was basically the point in time where, I mean, I would say I, I didn't grow up with the most money. You know, we were, mm-hmm. I would, we would be considered sort of low income when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But when my mom ended up going back to school and was able to make a good income as an RN, that's sort of when things turned around a little bit and we we did end up having a little bit more wiggle room in terms of financial comfort. But but I do think it was a, a very pivotal time in terms of giving me the right mindset and the sort of bigger, broader understanding about, about life and money and, and sort of the important things in life. And I think maybe... Hopefully that's what is one of the things that helps to to give me that happiness that we right. all strive for. Yeah, no. Wow. Such great inspirations, really. Both parents and the struggles they've been through. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, being able to uproot your life completely from where you were born. You spent a good amount of your childhood there and then, you know, going to a refugee camp and then uprooting yourself again to a foreign land, learning a new language, even though you have some idea and then raising a family there and then figuring out. A way to afford the family and to give, I mean, especially for the father, including the mother, to be able to give the family a good quality of life. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you see that yeah. growing up. I mean, really? such inspiration. And I can completely understand why you would want to instill some of that and keep her story alive for your children to listen to it so they don't take their life for granted that, look, this didn't come to me easy or to you easy. It's because of what they've done that you can right now sit here and play on your switch. Absolutely. It's, it's very important to me. I feel like I just, I just only hope that they can come to appreciate, you know, the struggle that has, I mean, I don't know. I I think I feel like I've never really understood that, that thing about standing on the shoulders of giants, but Mm. I guess maybe that's kind of the same idea. Yeah. No, that is a great story. So now let's segue kind of into your, you know, going to dental school. Like what, what made you pick dentistry? (laughs) I always feel like, I don't know why, but for me, at least, I mean, I'm sure lots of people Mm -hmm. end up in dentistry in lots of different ways. But for me, I always tell people it's kind of like dating where you kind of have to try out a couple of, you know, a couple of things and see, okay, well, that's not right for me. So maybe I'll try something else. And then you think, actually, that's not right for me either. And basically dentistry was the last thing I wanted to do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that, that fit with, I mean, that was the right fit for you. It really actually was. Funnily enough, I mean, obviously I've said that I'm happy and it, it, it's, it's odd. I guess sometimes things just happen the the right way. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I, Growing up, science was my least favorite subject. I was never a science person. I was always a, a math and English person, uh-huh. English especially. I yeah, taking after your mother, yeah. Would have been some kind of editor or something like that at okay. some point, but I just figured, or a lawyer, maybe attorney, some kind of mm. something like that. I considered 
being a business consultant, a biostatistician. I mean, I thought of wow. every career field yeah. before I thought of dentistry. I have a few dentists in my family, actually. Okay. And I think maybe that was part of the reason why I was trying to stray away. You know, I didn't want to be just another <laughs> dentist. Right. We've got a few of those in the family. So, but, you know, it was actually looking at them and realizing that, I mean, a few things, you know, kind of what I've mentioned already is, is sort of being able to carve your own path, you know, mm-hmm. and the beautiful, beautiful thing about dentistry is, is that there's so many different ways that you can do it. You know, I mean, right. you can be a, an associate and work for somebody else. You can be your own boss. You mm-hmm. can work a few days a week. You can work seven days a week if you really wanted to. Uh-huh. You could, I mean, just kind of the sky's the limit, really. You can have I mean, again, you could be associate or you could have multiple practices. Right. I mean, it's just kind of amazing to, to kind of be able to take it wherever you want to. And I knew I wanted that flexibility because family is also very important to me as well. So I figured, you know, I'd probably, you know, I'd like to be able to, maybe this is sort of a sort of a skeptical thing to say as well, but I've always thought to myself like, and who knows, maybe this comes from immigrant mentality too, but I mean, obviously family being so important. I knew I wanted to get married and have kids, but I also had the thought in the back of my mind, like, but what if, you know, I mean, who knows if my husband might divorce me or, Hey, what if he dies? You know, God forbid, if he dies, like, how can I support myself? And that was part of the reason why I became a dentist too, is because I felt like, Hey, if I needed to be a stay at home mom and just be a couple days a week, I could do that. Or if like, God forbid, maybe my husband dies and I have you know no help from, a second income provider that I could be the one to also take care of my kids as well. So that's kind of always been in the back of my mind. Like I wanted to be able to to provide for my family regardless of his income. Right. So that's always been something that I've thought about. I do also really appreciate having the, I mean, I'm sure every dentist will kind of agree with me. It's like you, you, you have this, this tangible skill that you can take anywhere, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. Sometimes you you dream to yourself, oh, well, maybe we'll, you know, run off to Jamaica or something and live there, (laughs) you know, and like I could still be a dentist in Jamaica, you know. So, uh, you know, I I also kind of have a heart for for mission work. I feel like I haven't spent enough time doing that kind of thing. The ability to take somebody out of pain and and give them, you know, their smile back is sort of it's very precious. It's an invaluable, an invaluable skill. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Those are all things. And then the artistic side, obviously is always something that I've always kind of loved as well. I mean, just now, I mean, I'm a very bread and butter dentist. So just now the patient Uh that I just had in the chair was a patient that needed a a four unit bridge and Uh maybe not a lot of dentists do their own temporaries, but I just love just sitting there. I'm working (laughs) on a temporary, jamming to my music and sitting next to my Uh assistant that I really enjoy. And we're just chit chatting. And I just feel like that's, that's the definition of happiness. I feel like is is when you can just, you know, feel like you're happy in the moment doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing with the people that you can enjoy doing that with. I, I, I don't know. I just think that's happiness. <laughs> yeah. That actually sounds blissful, honestly. And then I'm assuming that the team you work with also share the same passion and the same energy. Otherwise, you know, uh, some of that would have come off as we we're speaking that, you know what? No, my happiness isn't at work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Having the right people is hugely important. I I feel like that was one of my struggles when I first opened my practice is not 
I have a big heart, I think, and I I had a hard time letting go of basically the wrong people. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to admit that it was the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I, I kept thinking to myself, maybe I can mold this person into the right person. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I spent a lot of time and energy trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And when I finally realized that I was never going to make this person the right fit, I just, that was when I, I think kind of the magic happened for me is realizing, okay, I got to find the right people. Like I can't necessarily always mold them into mm-hmm. becoming the right person, mm-hmm. but if I can find the right people to, to hop on board, mm-hmm. like that's where the magic happens. And that's, I think, where, where I found kind of that, that yeah. sweet spot. I agree. Yeah. Cause skills can be taught, but personality, honestly, that I don't know how much of that is moldable. <laughs> completely agree definitely uh-huh. wow that's amazing okay so that's good you know i'm actually getting inspired as i'm listening to you i'm like wow i want what she has <laughs> how do i get to that point no that it's I mean, truly inspiring really oh well thank you i mean i don't know i don't i don't try to mean to be an inspiration but i think it's more for me just about a i don't know it's it's finding kind of the right thing for you i guess uh-huh so are there things that you incorporate in your daily life to have this mindset? How are you so appreciative? I'm just curious just for my personal sake. <laughs> to be honest, I think a part of it is my background. I know we, we keep coming back to this, but I do think that having that that thought in the back of my mind of, you know, I mean, if my parents hadn't been able to, to leave communist Vietnam, I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, like, I mean, how different would my life look like, you know? Right. And I mean, just that alone, just, just my American citizenship alone is, is already one of those, those things where I think to myself, wow, like, <laughs> I, yeah. I can't even imagine what I would look like, who I would be if I hadn't, if my parents hadn't been able to, to escape. Right. Um, I think that is sort of maybe a foundational part of it. Mm -hmm. I I do think that obviously, I mean, it's not always happiness. You know, there are times when, you know, I have a fight with my husband Mm -hmm. and we're thinking like, okay, like, why are you annoying me? And, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. that that stuff happens too. I mean, I'm, I, I won't say it's perfect by any means, but I think it, it does help to kind of, I guess, step outside of the, the, your day to day and, and realize that, you know, I mean, I just, I just always feel like there's a lot of people that have it a lot harder than I do. And so I think that that helps to keep it into perspective, but I, I will say, I, I do feel like I am lucky in that, you know, I, I have been able to, to get to a point where again, it's like being able to pick the right people around you. And I, I just feel like I'm hanging out with my friends, you know, and uh-huh. dentistry just so happens to kind of, speak to my my artistic side so i just feel like i'm doing like some arts and crafts and you know i mean again it's it's just the little things the little things where i'm sitting there and i'm just like yeah this is great like yeah of course of course there's always going to be the stresses of like okay well geez the economy or whatever it is that's causing me not just like i have as many patients as i feel like i should but you know i mean we all go through that but ultimately ultimately i think life could definitely be a lot harder (laughs) so i'm not going to complain yeah. So you're taking stock of what you have and being appreciative of it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's what's the future plan? I know we were talking a lot about how you got into dentistry and where you're at right now, but what's the future plan for Dr. Ann White? 
you know, I think that would probably be like the flaw in this whole thing is that I do think that that sense of happiness mm-hmm. is maybe how you end up being possibly stagnant and not trying to grow and get bigger uh, and like hustle, 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 you know, because I do think it does take a little bit of unhappiness to to want to hustle and grind and work harder. And unfortunately, I think that's the downside of, of my see. situation is I'm happy to where, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I do want to do better for my family and for my work team and, and everybody around me. But I I will say that I think I, I, I did a better job at the grind and at the hustle when I felt like I need to work harder to get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to answer the question of where the future is headed, ultimately, I think the end goal was really to have sort of just a a bread and butter practice, maybe mm-hmm. another dentist that I would be working with mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately just shaping my life around the practice. I mean, okay. I do really enjoy what I do for work. So mm-hmm. that's another thing, I guess. I, I don't know if I'm unusual in the fact that I don't know that I want to retire. I enjoy what I do, you know, and I, I feel like there's enjoyment and fulfillment in that to mm-hmm. where I I would prefer to just, you know, at the end of you know, whatever, let's say we're, I'm 65 and everybody else around me is talking about retirement or already has, I think personally, I would prefer to probably work a couple of days a week and, and still have a little bit of that fulfillment. You know, I right, do really yeah. enjoy interacting and helping them because I feel like I, I'm offering a valuable service. And so, oh, absolutely. So yeah, ultimately I don't, I don't see myself like trying to get out of this. I mean, I'm, I really like the life that I've yeah, designed for myself. That's true. And you talked about some missionary work possibly to help certain communities. That also gives you some sense of fulfillment. Yeah. So that's good. So we talked about professional and then you also talked about how important family is to you. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about that. You know, especially coming from an immigrant family myself, I know sometimes there are certain dynamics that you have to kind of juggle, especially with work and other members within the family. What's that been like, especially after you know, uh, having to juggle with parents that actually grew up in Vietnam, but then had to assimilate to the culture here, the system here, all of that entangled together. To be honest, I think I'm very lucky. My parents, of course, they are immigrants. And, you know, I mean, English is a second language. And sometimes the, the nitty gritty type things don't come as easily to them. But I mean, I, I feel like it's a joy to help my parents wherever I can. I feel like they, they do so much more for me than I, I could ever do for them. So wow. in terms of the things that that they're, I'm not really helping them with my job, to be honest. Really? I mean, <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a little yeah, different from I, my story. <laughs> <laughs> Why you tell me? Yeah. I remember when I was born after I reached, I don't know, when I was just a teenager, my mom's like, you do know I don't have a retirement plan. You're my retirement plan. So you better oh, study hard okay. and beat okay. someone. I one have day. heard that from other people. <laughs> no, my mom, my parents have very much been like, I mean, the only thing I guess, but this is really more just on, uh, mm. I mean, it, it's sort of the opposite, I guess, is, is that they, I think they've kind of figured out how they want to, what their retirement plan is. And uh-huh. they're just looking at me like, just so you know, we're not leaving you anything. Cause my parents are very uh-huh. religious. They actually left Vietnam because, 
they're Catholic. I see. Any kind of religion or mm-hmm. especially Christianity was mm-hmm. very frowned upon by communists. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of the reason was religious freedom was, was to be able to, to practice their right, of their faith. And uh, yeah, my, my parents have basically told me, like, we're leaving anything that we have to the church. So uh-huh. just know that you're not going to get anything. Yeah, <laughs> so uh-huh. I, I will say that has actually <laughs> shaped the way that I've lived my life, too, because I've always known that. My mom has told me that since I was like in middle school. So I've always known that I was never going to have anything like uh-huh. handed down to me. Right. Not that, of course, again, the way that we grew up, it's not like we had anything. I guess it does shape you a little bit, too, because, you know, just knowing that, you know, I only have myself to to rely on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I can't rely on, you know, somebody giving me anything. So I think having that mindset of like, okay, well, I, I got to figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely something. But I mean, hey, that, that's, you know, for you, I mean, I, I can't even, <laughs> I guess that's something that you have to worry about. <laughs> right. No, that's good. Good for you. No, I'm envious Hopefully of you. I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish my mom said that. <laughs> that, you know, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about me. But, you know, it's it's interesting, you know. Sometimes when I'm talking to certain people, whether they be clients or just friends or associates, I sometimes see a distinction in the values that are set forth and how they try to incorporate some of those values that were passed down from their parents into who they claim themselves to be now. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, that in itself sometimes can present some challenges. I I do feel like I know what you mean a little bit. I, I'd say personally, I wouldn't consider, for me at least, I mean, I can only speak for myself, and maybe you can speak for your own personal experience. But I think for me, I actually am very grateful for the background that I've had. And I, I, I'd say... In terms of challenges, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even really call them challenges. I feel like it's given me at least the perspective, I think, that I, I've needed in order to, like I said, design my life the way that I want and, and be able to be happy in that. Because I will say it does seem like I have classmates of mine and, and colleagues who can't seem to quite find that happiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why that is, but... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the support system I, is a critical component for sure. And it sounds like your family, immediate family, including your extended family, they've been tremendously supportive, great beacons of inspiration. And at the same time, they've shared their origin story with you that you've always taken into account as a driving force for you to be where you're at. So that is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know that I'm amazing, but (laughs) it's been helpful for sure to have, like I said, just realizing that even an American citizenship is just such a blessing in itself. I think Mm -hmm. that, I mean, basically you can't go wrong from there, right? (laughs) Like if you were born in this country, like you already got it made in comparison to the rest of the world. If you can kind of wire your brain to to get that at least, then, you know, you can only win from there. Mm -hmm. That's true. And then you're also trying to return some of that back to the community by doing some missionary work when you can. So that's also amazing. Yeah. To go back to what you were saying, no, you are amazing too. You're an inspiration too. I, it's From what I'm hearing, you're definitely on the same trajectory as your parents and you're also trying to set an example for your kids. So kudos to you on that. <sighs> Thanks. I'm still a work in progress, but hopefully always we'll get is, there. Always is, isn't it? It always is. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you so much for being our episode today. It was truly inspiring. And honestly, I've, there were some moments when my I've had goosebumps. And I can't speak for the audience, but I'm sure there will be some out there. And they may reach out to us and be like, who's she? You know, I would like to hear more from her. <laughs> I don't know about that. I really appreciate your time, Ash. It was some fun talking to you. Same here. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. Yes, of course. Anytime. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to Beyond by Wings on your favorite podcast platform. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Or reach out to us on our website. You can also shoot us an email at info at eandassociates.com.